0: Good evening and welcome to Saturday Sports on Manx Radio. the headlines today the league leaders don't win their Western Derby while Union Mills are back to winning ways no major shocks in hockey Castletown A continue to lead the ladies Premier League despite not playing today and defeat for Douglas in Rugby Union we also hope to speak to 11-time TT winner Philip McAllen live on the show this evening talking about well a lot's been going on in motorcycle racing uh, certainly motorcycle road racing in the last 48 hours hopefully fingers crossed he'll be able to join us live on the show in around 40 minutes time Well, we'll crack on with the football rugby and hockey results starting with football and in the Canada Life Premier League Air United 2 Douglas High School All Boys nil, Corinthians 6 Onken nil, Douglas Royal 1, St George's 3, Ramsey 3, Moran 2 St John's United 1 Peel 1 Union Mills 4 Laxey two in DPS Limited Division two Douglas and District one Colby four Governor's Athletic two Braddon four Ramsey Youth Centre Old Boys two Castletown two Canada Life Combination one Laxey two Union Mills one And in DPS Limited Combination two Braddon two Paul Rose United three Castletown 1, Ramsey Youth Centre, Old Boys 2, Colby 1, Douglas and District 0, Foxdale 1, Maloo 4, St Mary's 14, Jim's 0. And one other result just come into hand, and that was in. uh, DPS Limited Division 2, Jim's 1, St Mary's 6. Moving on to rugby, starting with Regional 2 North West. Douglas 29, Bowden 39. County 3, ADM Lancashire Cheshire, Vagabonds 3, Garstang 22. Women's NC1 North West, Vagabonds 19, Broughton Park 12. And in the ravenscroft Manx Trophy, Ramsey Blues 50, 5-0. Western Vikings and Nomads Whites 17. And the game between Castletown and Nomads, Greens and Eastern Barbarians was postponed. On to hockey, beginning with the Ladies Premier League. Valkyries 1, Backers 3, Vikings 4, Castletown B1. In the Men's Premier League, Backers B1, Castletown 3. Ladies Division 1, Vikings B4, Backers B0. Harlequins 4, Ramsey 2. Late score between Backers C and Valkyres B. Men's Division 1, Harlequins 4, Valkyres B 1. Vikings B 6, Vikings C 0. Ladies Division 2, Valkyres C 0, Vikings C 0. Ramsey B 0, Castletown C 2. Castletown D 6, Harlequins B 0. Ramsey B nil, Castletown B eight, and the match between Castletown C and Backers Colts is a late result. The game in the mixed under 15s league between Harlequins and Castletown Sabres was postponed, but Castletown Sharks won, Valkyrie seven, and no score so far for Vikings against Ramsey Rogues and Rascals. So, football and. Uh, Oh right, uh, Tony Mepham is with us in the studio as per usual, and uh, we'll oh, start off with first. the uh, well because you've got to get to FC Isle of Man, so um, okay. so let's start off with Canada Life Premier League, um, the big game of course, the Western Derby involving St John's United and Peel. The game finishing one-one, so Peel dropping points. And uh, I suppose with a Derby game, Tony, that's, you know, always on the cards. Uh, Form all goes out the window. League position goes out the window. Um, So a surprise, but not a surprise.
1: Um, I think it is a little bit of a surprise but I think it's down to the injuries that uh, Luke Doherty was missing there's a couple of others I think weren't there but take nothing away from St John's, that's a brilliant uh, result that. Reese Oates uh, scored I think the first one for Peel uh, the first goal uh, from the penalty spot and then it was Brandon uh, McLeavy who got uh, the equaliser for St John's and that was sort of early doors I think uh, Dave that uh, scoreline won one, so they've done too uh, well to hang in there St John's and that's a terrific uh, point for them but more it's uh, a terrific uh, sort of set of points for uh, Corinthians because uh, Peel uh, dropping uh, two on that one just claws back uh, the points that they lost against Moran um, a little bit and uh, just makes the league look a little bit more interesting because I just thought with uh, sort of Peel uh, sort of running away with it, it was going to be sort of over and done and dusted in the next uh, sort of month or so. But, uh, yeah, that just uh, makes it a little bit closer than it was this morning.
0: I think it looks very interesting. that just does, but Yeah, it's certainly, I think even before today it looked very interesting. But, um, and again, you know, the until the large lady sings, then, uh, yeah, it's not over till it's exactly. over. Exactly. Uh, well, you mentioned Corinthians, Tony, a 6-0 thumper at home to Onken.
1: Yeah, and uh, I've just got in, Dave, because we had a problem with the power down at the bowl, and obviously we've got Max Radio and everyone else down there with oh, no dear. power. All right, It's all sorted now. So all
0: yeah, and so, uh, just a good point for me to mention that uh, you will be able to hear live coverage of F.C. Ard of Man's game against Durham, uh, It's kicking off at six o'clock.
1: Yeah, it is. And uh, it's going to be a good game. When I was down there, the team had just arrived. And uh, let's just hope that we have a a cracking game. And I know FC Isle of Man were just looking at some other scores that were sort of coming in just to see uh, how they're doing. But uh, certainly today, uh, Corinthians, I think it was two penalties, possibly even three, uh, were scored. Ryan Gartland got two, I know that, uh, which is uh, really good for uh, him. But it was... uh, Trying to find out the other ones. Uh, Kane Ridings uh, was excellent. Stewie Smith uh, defended uh, really well. I'll try and uh, sift through as we can find the time and just see who scored the other goals.
0: OK, so uh good win for Corinthians. And we talked about this last night, but Union Mills back to winning ways. A 4-2 win at home against Laxey.
1: Yeah, well, I went to watch this one and I just expected Laxey to win it the way they've been playing at the moment. Uh, but uh, Union Mills were were going really well And uh, two early goals helped them big time y- Yael U- Kyle Uren, sorry, with one And uh, then the second one, I think, was uh, Tyler Hughes Bit of an argument going on, whose it was uh, Doesn't matter, the important thing for them is that uh, They got a, a second goal uh, The third one, um, was it Jordan Crawley Or was it uh, the fourth one, Jordan Crawley uh, No, third one was Luke Booth Terrific uh, ball through the middle Left-hand side, Luke controlled it well Really tight angle. And uh, how he managed to uh, do it, I know he's got a sweet left peg, but he managed to get it past the keeper to make it uh, 3-0. Laxey got a couple of goals. Brody Patience uh, got one. And uh, the second one, I wasn't too sure who uh, got that one. I think it might have been Sammy Gellin. Uh, but there's no doubt about it. The Jordan Crawley strike uh, towards the end just made it nice and safe. Uni Mills will be chuffed a bits with that. You can see a different sort of Paul Guyver, manager of Uni Mills, and uh, a different face on Johnny Palmer because obviously they've lost three points and expected to win that one.
0: Just to mention on both clubs really because they're two teams that have invested, you know, uh, Mills have changed grounds and Laxey have put money and time as Mills have, you know, in, in moving, uh, and they're reaping the rewards. You know, they're both going reasonably well at uh, you know the top tier of Max football and um, and great youth. Uh, setups as well two really good well-run clubs
1: yeah they are and they uh, two terrific care uh, committees and when you look back at Uni Mills over the years they've had some tremendous players uh, coming through and uh, it's just one of those that uh, unfortunately you lose players you know Dave yeah, you've played yeah. in it Uh, But uh, Laxey have got one of the best uh, junior setups on the island, but it's retention, Mm -hmm. retaining them, because, uh, again, when they sort of reach that 16 years of age, they all seem to go and play for other clubs. But, you know, I look at two players from Corinthians, Tom Smith and uh, Sammy Gellin, who uh, went to Laxey uh, this year. I think Tom, um, you know, just took a bit of a sabbatical Mm -hmm. out of it. But, uh, no, two top clubs who really do... Sort of get involved in junior setup, and that's why what, you, what you've got to do because mm-hmm. uh, it's a feeder for you to well, bring all them young players through.
0: As you said, it's the question is retaining those players and keeping them at the clubs. I know with clubs I've been playing for in the past, that "Oh, we've got a great youth team, or we're going to in- play the youth, and etc." And they end up, unfortunately, going to the bigger sides and you know getting drawn in. It's a it's a problem, not a massive problem, but it's you know it's something that um, yeah. You know, I don't know what the answer is to that. No, I
1: had a little conversation with someone before I left uh, Air Universe today. And my thing with Laxey has always been is that most of their training is in Douglas. And then when they come to senior football, every other week they're playing at Laxey. And I'm not saying that puts Mm -hmm. them off travelling, but I would say that's a a possible reason because uh, Laxey are a great club. Um, You know, the the ground staff there are tremendous. The committee work hard. The management team are good. Nicolai, who does the combi, and Johnny, who does the first team, And and credit to them all. It's a great little setup down there, and I love standing on that bridge at the top, (laughs) looking down and uh, watching an exciting game of football. And as you see, when it comes to junior awards, Lakshi aren't usually far away.
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay, we'll move on. Um, St. George's continue to pull away from the bottom, from the relegation zone. They won 3 1 away at Douglas Royal.
1: Yeah, that's a great result for them, and uh, you know, well done to Johnny Myers because he's been under a little bit of pressure of uh, late, but he's uh, got it right uh, today. And I've just been speaking to Dave uh, Cherry down the bowl, and uh, he's absolutely buzzing because uh, you know Jody's just felt a little bit under pressure, and it was uh, two goals for Kieran McNulty, as, as you expect. Joel Ibanez has got uh, one. And uh, Pecker with a goal of the season without a doubt, Johnny says, and I'll trust what Johnny says because uh, he flicked it over the defender's head and left foot volleyed top corner and that's what Kieran McNulty's all about. And, is it, you know, I don't know where he is with things. I know he played for FC Isle of Man and he's not in it now, but uh, he's certainly good enough to play for the Island representative team, mm-hmm. uh, but he's got to show the desire that he wants to play.
0: OK, um, so that was a good result for St George's down the bottom, not a good result for Old Boys um, going down 2-0 away at Air United. I, you would expect that, Air United, OK, maybe not as strong as they were last season, the defending league champions, but still, you know, Old Boys would have done well to get anything out of that
1: game. Well, they would have done, and uh, the problem is with uh, Douglas High School Old Boys, um, when you look at their team, Dave, um, there's a lot of 35-plus players in there. Uh, so somewhere along the line, Old Boys need to bring some... They yeah. he's a poach,
0: Union Mills and Max is what you're saying, <laughs> yeah, or well, Corinthians or whoever.
1: But you know, Dan Gallen's a bit done, what really well, so that's good to see. But uh, thanks to uh, Stan, who's just come through. Joe Middleton got a goal, Joe Marquez got one, and uh, Gianni, Danny Gerald got his name on the score sheet, and Jay Chatwood as well, coming back from injury. But yeah, old boys won't be too disappointed with it because they knew it was going to be a tough game against Air. Haven't got Air scorers. If you could please one six six, one seven seven, but you know Air. You know, keep uh, sort of marching on. And I think old boys, Dave, looking at that league table, are under a little bit of pressure mm. now because you've got Moran down there capable of beating the top sides. Uh, you've got sort of uh, Douglas Royal just on the edge of it, but I mm. think they'll be okay. Uh, but uh, when you look at uh, the other teams around them, um, you just think to yourself, there's there's an issue here that they need to try and address. Is it a while since they've been relegated? Oh, a long, long time. Because, yeah, uh,
0: yeah I, I, I mean, back in the mid-80s, they were like the team. You know, around that time I seem to remember they were like the top team in Manx football
1: oh when you look back um, you know sort of late 80s as you rightly say when you look at people like uh, Lee Coxon, you had Gary mm. Coxon, uh, you had Colin Purvis John Ward in goal um, you had Brian Carney as a, a centre back and then when you look at Paul Bell Glenn Bell uh, you got Robbie Prescott uh, right the way through there mm. Stevie Roberts was in that team Chris Bass was mm. kicking around um, sort of uh, that as well so yeah, a great team, but unfortunately for old boys, um, the sort of junior setup isn't there and you can't rely just first team and combi. You have to have a junior setup. Uh, but, uh, you know, old boys have, have gained a bit of overspill from Honkin and uh, they've come in. And uh, with people like Robbie Ward and Martin King and others in there, then I'm sure they can work wonders and uh, get this team back going again.
0: And uh, finally, a close game up in the north. Ramsey's just beating Moran by three goals to two.
1: Yeah, that's a bril- brilliant result for uh, Ramsey. And, you know, uh, credit to them because, you know, Ramsey last week, a little bit disappointed the way it went for them. But half-time was Ramsey 2, Moran nil. Full-time Ramsey 3, Moran 2. Uh, the scorers for Ramsey were Graham Kennish with one. Ali Grice got a goal. Dylan Pickles, who's scoring plenty of goals at the moment. Uh, Moran Ton Shiman, that's Nigel Shiman's son, who uh, also plays for FC Allemagne. He got a goal from the penalty spot. And Adam Milan got one as well. Close game. Uh, the Ramsey just shading it and that's why the score was
0: 3-2. So as things stand in the Canada Life Premier League, Peel lead Corinthians by nine points. Yep. Corinthians have three games in hand. They do. But uh, Peel's got the points in the bag, as we keep saying every week, crucially.
1: Yep. that's the one. And, um, you know, today it's just opened it up a little bit because, um, you know, Peel uh, have been tremendous and it's all... I'm not saying it's a one-man team, but Rhys Oates uh, Mm. scores the goals for them. When you look at it today, he's got a point for them as well, and they missed him through injury uh, with that serious knee injury he had and hopefully he's back on song, and uh, today he got that all-important goal to get that point. Did we
0: agree on a Points cut off point, like you know, it's they often say 40 points in the English Premier League. Yeah. Did we
1: come to 14? Did we say, uh, yeah? I think you you might have said 14, but I think it's going to be a little bit more this year. Yeah, I think we're going to be sort of 18 ish because when you look at you know, Douglas Royal down there, old boys in there, Moran as well.
0: Well, are on 19, yeah, so they should be safe, and you would think they would be safe. Uh, St George's now go on to 14, yeah, uh, and then we have Douglas Royal on 11. Moran on 10, but they've got a couple of games in hand. Onken on 10, and Douglas High School Old Boys on 9. Yeah. A
1: little bit of pressure on Onken, but they've got good players there who yeah. will get better each year. And you just wonder where they are because they are, are sort of reliant on Tom Creer. Mm-hmm. He's an excellent player. And, um, you know, with Tom playing for FCL, man, it's, uh, it's not there for them. But they still got Barry English and Paul Whitley to score the goals. So, as long as you score goals, Dave, you're in with the shout.
0: That's right. OK, moving on to uh, Division 2 and St Mary's with a 6-1 win away at Jim's.
1: That's uh, a, a terrific result and I think I've I, got the scorers. I have as well, actually, if um, you have Go those. ahead. Go Owen
0: Canaper with three. Uh, yep. Chris Asbridge, Joe yep. Burquist. Yep. And do you want to... At a Paul Wong... Cham-Chang. At a Paul Wong-Cam-Chun. And a debut goal for him.
1: Yeah, well done to him. And uh, it was uh, Nathan Cool who uh, co- uh, refereed the combi game today. 10 out of 10 for his performance. So well done to him. But that's in the combi. But uh, Jim's uh, at 3-0 at half time. They've done well. Uh, even though St Mary's got another three goals. Uh, you just expected them to collapse a little bit, but they didn't. They got a goal. And uh, Owen canoper superb player Owen canoper And uh, he's a player that if he put his mind to it, whether mm. he wants to do it, he could uh, get included in the Island squad.
0: So um, I just very quickly talk about Jim's. Yep. Because uh, um, again, that's another defeat for them. And Jim's third bottom now mm. in Division two. And they were never really... Gyms were always a bit of a yo-yo team, I always thought. They were, you know, top division, lower division. I can remember their cup-winning team of 1986, I think it was, they won the FA Cup. Um, you know, back in the eight again, like old boys, a great team, but just things don't seem to be happening for gyms at the moment. Yeah,
1: when you're looking at 85-86, eight, they won the Grand Slam. That's right, um, yeah. So, you know, that's incredible. They had players
0: like Gary Blackburn and... Uh, Brian Osborne. That's right, and, yeah. yeah uh, Garland.
1: Uh, Brian Gartland I think there was yeah, and yeah. also Steve Faulkner that's right uh, yeah. terrific uh, players in there but I feel sorry for Jim's because they've got a good set up they've got good facilities down there it's just being able to track the players and I know they use the Cronkborne, uh Cricket Club um, Clubhouse now which is brilliant in there and you know they just need to try and so, to get, again, the junior setup, they haven't had junior setup for a while mm. to see if they can bring the players through. But a lot of the players there are at that age now where they're having children and stuff, so it's an ideal time to, to get it going because that's the way in, is getting the players' children, male or female, mm-hmm. uh, playing football, and then hopefully they'll come through and wear that famous white shirt.
0: Yeah, OK. Um, goodness Athletic, I want to mention them as well because they lost today 1-0 to Braddon, but uh, that's an improvement the way the season's gone for go- Governors, to, to lose by a single goal?
1: I think the last two games, and I'd love to go back on my messages uh, from... Uh Carl Hunter, who's their chairman, and Carl uh, gives a break Tony in a nice way. He says uh, we've played really well uh, last week against Colby because only just uh, lost out, uh, but uh, today against Braddon, Braddon are right up there yeah, at the top third. of the table. Yeah, I know, you know, and I expected this one to be eight uh, 0 Well, yeah, you it's know, horrible to say, yes, hey. like but
0: the, but it, but the, those are the results that we've been seeing coming in recently for Governors Athletics. So yeah. there's a lot to take heart from you know, a result like today. And I would imagine a result like today, there was a performance in there as well.
1: Well, it was, and uh, sometimes you've got to do that. And I think uh, it was a big decision for Governors to move from um, up at uh, Bema School on the Astro pitch to Colby. Mm. And uh, they've got a great relationship with their uh, Colby. They can't thank them enough for allowing them to use one of their spare pitches. And uh, today that's a super result. And, you know, Braddon will be... They've got the three points, so it doesn't really matter. But I think they expected a few goals today that would help their goal difference. And, uh, you know, I still feel Samaris St. are right up there. Castletown, Michael. Um, there's a right good mm. battle on Braddon put them in there as well. Yeah, I think the the,
0: the Division 2 promotion race is fantastic this season again. Uh, Colby, you mentioned, 4-1 winners away at Douglas and District. A good result.
1: Great result and uh, it was 3-1 at half-time. We've got uh, a D&D scorer. I'll get that in a second. But uh, for Colby, it was uh, Martin Vegas Brock with one, Uh, Connor Morton got a goal, Jordan Edge on the score sheet again and a player who I admired two or three years ago, but he's been struggling with injury because he's a great finisher. Carl Hickey, centre-back, turned centre-forward and um, he got the fourth goal there. For uh, D&D, it was, uh, again, a bit of a bad day in the office, but it was Danny Shittleworth who uh, got the goal for D&D. So, disappointment for everyone there involved.
0: And the other result we have in uh, DPS Limited Division 2 is Ramsey Youth Centre Old Boys 2, Castletown 2.
1: Yeah, and this was a right uh, good battle, and um, I think uh, Ramsey Centre's goal scorers were Matthew Boyd and Andrew Sabuka. I think it is who uh, got the goals in that one. And again, you know, they uh, Ramsey Centre have shown that they can mix it uh, with the big boys, and it's cost them uh, dearly there. But uh, for Castletown, uh, their goal scorers, uh, they were one 0 down at half time. Uh, Edson de Silva and uh, Greg Radcliffe got the goals for. Uh, Castletown in that but unfortunately they couldn't hang in there and uh, Matthew Boyd and uh, Andrew Scoop, uh, got shared the points
0: that's to be honest I, I should make a little bit more of that I think because Castletown will be the more disappointed of the two um, because that's two points dropped, really, and they're in fourth place at the moment. Had they won that today, they'd have been level with Braddon on 24 points, but as it is, they're now on 22. But they've got two games in hand. Uh, it also means that they have a game in hand on Michael United, but are now six points adrift of sixth place. So that was that was a big blow for Castletown.
1: It was a big blow, and um, they got uh, recently, I wouldn't say battered, but well beaten by Braddon. Um, so it's a bit yo-yo. But when you look mm. at um, their goal scorers, Danny Lane, Edson de Silva, who last year was scoring goals for fun, this year the odd ones now. But last year was like fours, fives. Uh, you've got Nathan Cardy.
0: That would suggest he's not getting the service.
1: Possibly because they've got too many centre forwards. I think Danny Lane, Edson de Silva, uh, they've got uh, uh, um, it'll come to me. Nathan Cardy uh, in there. So it's all a bit of a problem uh, to you know try and accommodate. I think three people who can score goals, and then when you chuck in Alex Crawley as well then you've got four number nines and um it's something that you know Gary Sansby probably looks at it and goes well this is going to be a rich day here plenty of goals but unfortunately uh, I think it may be just getting a bit scrappy because they're all jammed in together and this is why uh, they're sort of uh, coming out with just odd goals here and there and struggling
0: yeah foxdale still have only played nine games this season um castletown 10 is it uh nine according Ten. to the league table yep um so they've got quite a few games in hand and everyone's sitting mid-table. But yeah. again, even if they win all those, they won't really be scratching at the promotion as much as they did last year. Um, but anyway, uh, St Mary's continue to lead, 32 points, uh, two games more than Michael United, who are on 28. Then Braddon on 24. Uh, and then Castleton. It does look as if it's St Mary's and Michael United for promotion at this stage. It would take you'd have to a bit of a collapse from both those sides to allow Braddon to come in on the rails.
1: Yeah, but you've followed Banks football mm. for a long time and to see Mark United up there in that second position.
0: With a game in hand and a four-point cushion. Yeah,
1: it's incredible and I watched them against St Mary's down at the bowl. What a great game of football. Um, there's a few seasoned pros in there. They're not that old but obviously mature and there's a couple of young ones in there as well but the goalkeeper, Gorry, I was really impressed with him and um, I'd like to go and watch him again because I think he's a top keeper.
0: Okay, let's rattle through combination combination uh, with the Canada Life 1. Uh, Laxey beating Union Mills by two goals
1: to one yeah and uh, just trying to find out thank you Steve Uh, the goal scorer for Union Mills was Ian Murphy uh, for uh, Laxey I haven't got the goal scorer in no I haven't sorry uh,
0: Union Mills second bottom six points all season but going down in a tight looking game results wise anyway to the team that are third in
1: the division yeah Laxey is sort of one of them got got a lot of good young players coming through And uh, certainly uh, they're going to get better and better. But uh, Union Mills, they lost a few just before Christmas. I don't know what that was about, Mm. Uh, where uh, three or four good players for their combination, I think, thought I should be in the first team and and decided to go somewhere else. So it's left a little bit of a hole.
0: Not really a shock, but certainly St. John's winning 1-0 at Peel. uh, So they'll get bragging rights, certainly at combination level this year. And that result puts them uh, fourth on 24 points. Uh, 11 points behind Peel, but with three games in hand.
1: Oh. Right, I'll come back to you in a minute. Just had a horrible message just come in. Okay. Uh, our combi uh, St John's today won 1 nil, mm-hmm. as well, Key Brock. And um, you're right, Dave, in what you say, because when you look at it, St John's won combi two last year. They're in combi one now, and they're absolutely flying. And uh, it's just. You know, Peel will be disappointed because Peel to me were the only team that could catch Russian at the top. Mm. Russian have played all the games on one all. yeah, so they're, they're flying mm. they're miles ahead. But, um, you know, certainly uh, today St John's Combi were always going to make it uh, difficult.
0: Okay, those are the only results I have. In... Just a message come, come
1: through, and I've, I've been given it in, in open, so I think it's right. Mm-hmm. Reese Oates looks as if he's injured his, his knee again. Oh, no, we were just saying. Mm you know, what an asset he's been since that operation. So um, hopefully it's not serious. But, um, you know, he's arguably, I think this season, there's one or two people out there being the best player uh, in Manx football and to come back from what he had. uh, Let's just hope that it's not the same knee and um, they can sort it out. Okay,
0: moving on to DPS Limited, combination two. uh, Braddon going down 3-2 at home to Paul Rose United.
1: Yeah, and I've got a uh, goal scorer through on that one, I think, uh, Dave, and it was, uh, thanks Dave Goldsmith, it was uh, Braddon 2, Paul Rose 3, half-time was 1-2, uh, Jacob Kenny and David K for uh, Braddon, uh, for uh, Paul Rose, their goal scorer uh, was, I haven't got uh, that one through, Karen's normally pretty good, but uh, no, that sorry, we haven't got the goal scorer.
0: I've just just had a message, again, we need clarification on these things, just saying that I think maybe the Peel, St. John's didn't finish 1-0, it may have been 4-2, but I will look for clarification on that, so we'll see on that. Let Uh, me have a look, because just... Yes, these little things just flash in sometimes. Here we go, here we
1: go, combination one, Peel, nil, nil, half-time, St. John's, 1-0, Kieran Brock, 62nd, Minute uh, got report as well. Combination one, Peel nil, St John's one. So it was one Pe- nil. Yeah, Peel might have had Freddie, sixteen-year-old uh, Freddie Donahue making his debut, which actually he's just signed a contract for. I think it's Carlisle for two years. Yes,
0: yes. I was go- that was I was going to so, ask you about that as well. So because that that news broke after we did the Friday Sport Preview last night.
1: Yeah, so well done to him. He's Mm. been scoring goals for fun, uh, making his debut. But it was uh, Kieran Brock who scored the only goal of the game, 62 minutes, so there you go. If Colin says it's 1-0, it's 1-0. The home side being unable to get back into the game, despite referee uh, Peter Greenhill adding 12 minutes at the end for whatever reason, we don't know. But uh, yeah, Freddie O'Donoghue, I've watched his name crop up on many score sheets. Mm. And, um, you know, to get a two-year deal... Uh, at uh, his young age then uh, well done to him and uh, we wish him well from everyone involved in Max football.
0: Uh Ramsey Centre All Boys went south to big uh, to brag a 2 or bag I should say a 2-1 win at Castle Town.
1: Yeah and it was a good result that for uh, Castle Town. I don't think I've got any information on that one? No, we okay. haven't. Um,
0: okay, we'll move on then. Colby beating Douglas and District one nil.
1: One nil. Toby Henderson it was who got the goal, and uh, Dicky Gale, who uh, sort of stepped down as first team manager last week, filled the boots of a combination oh. manager this week. I think he was just helping out. But okay, well done, Dicky. One nil to Colby.
0: And uh, Malou with a four one win away at Foxdale.
1: Yeah, and I've got Foxdale's uh, goal scorer, and uh, I've just got Paul Rose's goal scorer in as well. So Foxdale scorer was uh, Kieran Madrill yep. and for um, Paul Rose, it was... No, that's not coming through neither, so we haven't got that one, I'm afraid.
0: OK, um, so I'm being told Braddon won 4-2. Uh, Callum Holden, Joe Burrows, Mark O'Neill, and Nick Harvey, the goal scorers In the first team? Yeah. Right, OK. OK, but uh, that's well to get clarification. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, St Mary's beating Jims 14-0 and I have the gold scorers
1: <laughs> rattle them off Go okay
0: uh, so Kieran Smith with four yeah. Robert McGinn three Liam Bowley with three Mike Doyle one uh, Danny Corrin one and Will Quayle one uh, 10-0 at half time but uh, a special mention to the referee who apparently had a great
1: game yeah so and that's what we want we want good, uh, good reports in mm-hmm. about the officials because uh, I watched uh, Stewie Malice today uh, I thought it was really good against uh, Uni Mills and um, Laxey, tricky pitch and uh, a lot at stake but he handled it well and uh, not too many cards brandished around
0: Tight at the top in combination two as well Ramsey Youth Central, Boys, Malou and St Mary's It's a three horse race
1: It is and when you look at Douglas and District they're not far behind it as well and uh, Douglas and District, uh, all counts they've played two or three games, lost them but uh, there's been a rule infringement and the points get reverted back to them so that's why they're in a stronger place but no, youth are looking good and um, you know brings back... Uh, Few mm-hmm. years ago, where it got a bit uh, sort of messy the way it was going with Ramsey Youth Centre, but looks like uh, they're going well this year. But St Mary's good team.
0: And just before we go to Rob Pritchard down the bowl, confirmation it was four-two to Braddon against Governors Athletic. Okay. So even so, still good. Still good. Yep. Still good. Okay. With that, let's go down to Rob Pritchard ahead of tonight's match between F.C. Arlovan, of uh, Man and Erlim. And here's Rob with the team news.
2: Thank you very much, Dave. Yes, welcome to this NWCFL Premier Division clash. FC Alabama back on Manx Shores. This time they welcome Earlham to the bowl with kickoff in around 29 minutes time. Let's go through the starting 11s for both teams, starting with the hosts, FC Alabama. In goal, it's number one, Ben Wilkinson. And then it's number two, Owen Sherrod. Number three, Ryan Burns. Number four, Jack McVay. Number five, Alex Maitland. Number six, Jacob Crook. Number seven, Steve Whitley. Number eight, and the captain, Frank Jones. Number nine, Carl Watson. Number 10, Michael Williams. Number 11 is Charlie Higgins, the substitutes for S.C. Isle Man. Number 12, Carl Clark. Number 14, Furrow Davies. Number 15, Tiernan Garvey. Number 16, Dean Lease. And number 17 is Ronan McDonnell. And for the visitors, Earlham, in goal is number one, Thomas Goodwin. And it's number two, Connor Phelan. Number three, Levi Lewis. Number four, William Hartshorn. Number five, Jacob Holt, number 6 and the captain Andrew Langford, number 7 Jesse Ebasele, number 8 John Maine. number 9 Luke Nichols. number 10 Millen Brown and number 11 is Caden Barlow. The substitutes for Earlham, number 12 Alfie Walker, number 14 Ebbe Umbaku. number 15 Evan Cunningham, number 16 is Matthew Argan Barnes and number 17 is Mitchell Henry. Your referee this evening is Daniel Woodyat, and his assistants are Tom Boardman and Ashton Bradshaw. Well, it doesn't need much more publicity than FC Isle of Man really do need to start getting some valuable points on the board considering that ugly run of six straight defeats they find themselves in. Their interim manager, Paul Jones, he says the results are coming. The results are nearly there. But with the game slowly fading away toward the end of the season in a couple of months' time, those points are now looking to become more valuable and important than ever. The last time these two teams met was back on the 20th of September, 2022. Erland, the host that day, and 3-1 winner in a game where Earlham were able to take their chances in what was a bit of a bitty game at times, a bit symptomatic of FC Allemans' performances throughout this season. Plenty of quality at times, but just not enough of a killer instinct in the final third. So that is to come. FC Allemans versus Earlham. Can the Ravens, in front of a home crowd, try and turn around and get away from this vicious cycle they find themselves in and finally start turning some of these good aspects of their performances into results or will Erlem pile more misery on the Ireland side and take the points back to Manchester. FCR of Man versus Erlem kicks off at 6pm so in around 27 minutes time myself and Tony Meppham bringing full live match commentary on Manx Radio AM 1368 and Digital from that time. Back to you Dave.
0: Thank you Rob Pritchard and uh, Tony Meppham
1: FCR of Man time
0: uh, if ever they needed a win tonight it is the
1: night, definitely, Dave. And uh, you know, I saw the team arriving when I was down at the bowl. Uh, FC Alaman were there on the pitch, just you know, having a chat and talking through. And yeah, there's a little bit of a pressure on them. They need these three points. I know they've got teams below them and around them who hopefully they'll get the points to stay up. But I, I know you keep saying, well, would it be better for them to go down and regroup? I don't think so. Uh, you're in this. I don't league. say it will. I, I ask yeah. whether it would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. I, I just think it would, it would damage it. They need to stay. Where they are in that mm. league and just use it as a learning curve. I'm sure when uh, some of the star players come back, but what a learning curve it's been for the young players. They've been brilliant, but you know when I look at uh, some of them, there they're 16, 17 years of age. Dave, it's a big, big ask to play against you know seasoned pros because these players are paid mm. uh, to play, and it it could be tough. But let's hopefully see them get three points tonight.
0: Okay, Ben Cunningham's here. We're going to talk hockey soon. We're going to go to Dave Christian for rugby very soon as well. There's something I want to talk to you for a couple of minutes if we got time um because it's something that's raised it's been raised recently and that's the players paying subs how crucial is it that they pay their subs so they can play and what do that what do the subs go to for hockey and football
3: well hockey wise if you you don't pay your if you don't pay your subs um you're not insured basically by um by your club so basically without paying your subs you really shouldn't be on the pitch. So what's the insurance for? Um, the insurance is to cover so if an injury was to happen or something else yeah. was to happen then you know we you're covered for basically. work. If, yeah.
0: So so if you break your leg and you're a, you yeah, go you, you go much, yeah. yeah whatever you can't go to work so yeah. it helps you know supplement your income.
1: Yeah. Can I ask you Ben just any of your players that have been injured what sort of money do they get on a weekly basis because the Alman FA is like a standard payment? Have we put you on the spot? Here? Yeah, good question. That one. <laughs> I'll tell you ours then. Ours is roughly about, you know, twenty-six to thirty pound, which, on the grand scheme of things, Dave isn't mm. anything. If you sort of uh, are self-employed and you've got no money coming in, and um, you, you know, it's it's so so difficult. And we always advise because the clubs have to have its compulsory the Bluefin insurance mm. for football, and there's different standards. Yeah. Corinthians have always gone for the highest standard so but it's still you know maybe an extra 3 or 4 quid yeah. but they need to have their own personal insurance to just protect them because breaks can happen
0: so just to clarify if we can a player that played today and has paid its paid their subs and was injured and, and their employment suffered because of it they'd be covered if a player hadn't paid their subs would they still be covered by the club or is it still down to the individual?
1: In football, they'd still be covered because it's a club insurance okay. policy. So it's up to the clubs to make sure that the subs are brought in. But just looking back at ours, when I look, on average, I think, Dave, now is ours is at Corinthians, £25 a month. But that was chosen by the players because mm. when you look at it, we've got massive outgoings there. Now, hockey, and, and Ben could come in with this, is You're having to hire an astro, so you need more money to come in to pay for the hire of the pitch. Yeah, Hmm.
3: exactly, and you know part of the subs as well covers the hire of uh, the pitches because obviously it's not they're not owned by clubs like the football is. So it all it all covers you know the the pitch hire. It covers, you know, your umpires pay as well. So it, it's it's all stuff like Tony said.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to touch on that. Um no, so a good point. Great yeah, point. As yeah. I say, and uh, so it's down to the clubs really to make sure their players have paid the subs, not so much the players. So, yeah, it is. Yeah. And
1: I think um, deep down, because we had a, I won't. No, so, I, I, I had don't want to, to go into in any actually.
0: details. I just want to raise the topic, yeah, that's all. But, you know. uh,
1: it's a, clubs can't survive without subs, Dave, mm. because uh, when you look at Bella Fletcher, we've got, insurances to pay, uh, we've got so referees is paid by the club mm-hmm. anyway, uh, but you've just got loads of things to do, just running the building itself it yep. takes a lot of money and the clubs are happy enough to pay it and our players are good, but there are some clubs who, um, and I know they do it, you know, just to make them survive. Yeah the players know that they've got them over a mm. barrel so they choose not to pay mm. uh, and they said, you're not going to drop me yeah, because you need me yeah, exactly it's all wrong which really, is wrong that's yeah, wrong but
0: anyway you know, it's quite, uh, something it. I, it's something i wanted to ask last night yeah. we didn't get time and we're running out of time again but uh tony you've got fcr Man to go and cover thanks for your uh, input today and um, ben stick around for hockey first though we're going to join dave christian uh, for the latest rugby uh, including a defeat today for douglas
4: indeed 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 and uh, to be honest dave it was uh, a close run thing uh, douglas put up a big performance against league leaders and selmians uh, about a month ago and they repeated that this afternoon against bowden who would won their last five games on the bounce and uh, they got pretty close uh, with four minutes left they were just four points adrift 32 29 sorry three points adrift my poor math sir and uh, they were looking uh, Within a chance of getting a, a decent result there today, but uh, unfortunately uh, it didn't happen. Bowden got a breakaway right at the death, and uh, the game was over, 39-29. They lost. Uh, tries for Douglas, Kyle Martin and Luke Hyland uh, got two each, one in each half for both of them. And Craig McGee got the fifth. That means Douglas scored four tries this afternoon. Uh, they get it a try bonus point for that which doesn't really help them at all um in the league they are third from bottom and uh, they've got a little bit of a buffer but some of the teams below them games in hand and uh, douglas just got four matches left now uh, they've got some opportunities i think winnington park uh, the bottom side and wilmslow are both there on the uh, horizon for douglas and uh, a couple of wins in those games should just see them safe. Their nearest rivals are Broughton Park, and they go to Broughton Park next week. That should be a humdinger over there in Manchester. But today, it wasn't their day, 39-29 at Portishe. Vagabonds are in a slightly worse position than Douglas. They are bottom of the table. They are seven points adrift, and now they've only got three games left. The visitors today were garstangged. They're third and maybe in with a sniff of promotion, and uh, vagabonds put in a spirited defense and uh, denied garstang the bonus point today garstang only scored three tries in their 22 points to three win and uh, they'll be disappointed i think going home with that Vagabonds should be encouraged by their performance yes there was mistakes no they didn't really penetrate the garstang defense as often as they would have liked but they defended really well showed quite a bit of team spirit it was Sean Ruskell, the back row forward. He made a break in the 10th minute for Garstang. That sent in his standoff, Kieran Davies, under the post for the opening try. He converted that one himself. He then traded penalties with Cameron Finlay before, just before half-time, Garstang wing Charlie Clark, raced in for a try that left his side 15-3 in front at the break. Midway through the second half, Davies dived on a loose ball for his second. He converted that one, and it was the final score of a pretty lacklustre second half. Uh, Vagabonds now have those three games left. One of them is against Hoylake, who are in second place. I don't think they'll get any points from that. But they do have games against Berry and Port Sunlight, and they're going to want points from those two if they're going to have any chance. And mathematically, they could, in theory, be relegated next Saturday, depending on how other results go. Vagabonds' ladies were also on the card this afternoon. We mentioned Broughton Park with a forthcoming game against Douglas. Uh, Vagabonds' ladies played Broughton Park ladies this afternoon there were four points in it when they met in Manchester earlier on in the season and today was pretty much just as close. Vagabonds edged it 19-12 Jules Harrison got an early try that put Vagas ahead with Sammy McDonald out on the conversion. Corinna Daly picked up a second and Vagabonds appeared to be easing away midway through the first half Meg Ryder, though, hit back for Broughton Park just before half-time, her try converted by Soph Caldwell, and that brought them back into contention with the Vagabonds' lead 12-7 at half-time. Early in the second half, Ryder bagged her second of the match, and uh, with 20 minutes or so to play, the game was tied at 12-12. Neither side got on top of each other until five minutes from the end, Sophie Henry made a break for Vagabonds. She got in behind the Broughton Park defence. Jules Harrison running on his shoulder and she finished it off. Uh, Simon MacDonald added the conversion and despite quite a lot of pressure in the end from Broughton Park, Vagas were able to close the game out. In the only game domestically, it was the Ravenscroft-Banks Trophy at the Murak Park. Uh, Ramsey took the honours there. The Ramsey Blues against a Western Vikings-Southern Nomads-Whites combination. Ramsey picked that one up 50 points to 17. Four tries from Ramsey's young half, Nathan Robson, were probably the highlight of the game. There were two from wing Connor Casey, the captain, and also supporting tries from Ross Quayle and Brendan Atchison. And Atchison also kicked five conversions to add to his season's huge points tally. Uh, Good solid win for Ramsey Blues. And uh, next week, onwards and upwards, I think the Blues take a week off and it's Ramsey's Reds who will be out on the road.
2: Manx Radio Sport.
0: Thanks to Dave Christian for Rugby. Now we have a very special guest on the programme joining us live from Northern Ireland. It's Isle of Man TT legend Philip McCallan. Philip, good evening. It's been a crazy couple of days over there in Northern Ireland.
5: Yeah, it sure has. We, we sort of didn't really expect things to turn out the way they have in road racing and it's a shock, it's crazy but look, we're working now really, really hard and people are behind the scenes to try and get our racing back on again.
0: So just if anyone's wondering what we're talking about, unfortunately all motorcycle road racing, it was announced by the MCUI, the governing body in Northern Ireland that all road racing would be cancelled this year because of the rising cost of insurance um, but I believe as you just mentioned, things are going on I think there's a even a fundraiser Uh, GoFundMe account is now um, up and running. And the last I looked a few hours ago, it was already up to £8,000.
5: Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, Really what happened, you know, the the insurance this year there's been you know accidents there's been claims and the as you know now it's sort of a bit of a culture claim company we're in a claim time and everyone wants to claim even for minor things that normally we would say like it's not a problem and so there's been claims and obviously there's been a few fatalities as you know in the yeah. recent world so insurance just tripled in price and really, the MCI, the Ulster Centre, and the clubs were not in a position to pay that fund. You would pay, you know, a three times increase, and uh, the clubs voted, you know, just that they couldn't sustain that, and they would have to withdraw from the racing. So overall, uh, that was it. Racing stopped, but it caused like such an uproar, which was brilliant. And that was, well, brilliant. It was mm. nice that it suddenly made, you know, all the businesses in the North Coast and the people and the farms all over Ireland, you know, that we can't accept this. We would do everything we can to help. So they already had sort of ideas of, we're in a sort of different position than you are over there. You boys have a government that can help them, mm. you know, get resources in and make it happen. But as you know, our government keeps fighting with each other and arguing we don't have a government. We don't have an active government at the moment. So we just have, a, you know, we have government government departments and civil servants, But those people can't make decisions on money and where it goes. So the only thing really is let's go public and let's go to the, the go funding. And uh, so far, you know, with the feedback from the publics right and the response so far, it's going very, very good. But we need to get up there like well over the three hundred thousand and possibly near half a million to make it work. But
0: wow.
5: there's been lots of uh, talk and feedback from some businesses as well that now want to uh, help as well because really what happened when you look at the northwest two hundred from the outside. It looks like a very rich organisation. You know, it's it's got high profile, it's got everything, but it's not really. Okay.
0: Uh, just finally, Philip, because we have to press on. How hopeful are you that we will have the Northwest Two Hundred plus Cookstown, Tandragee, Armoy happening this year?
5: I'm pretty hopeful that the feedback at the moment, and if it all goes well and things keep going, I'm hope I am pretty hopeful that the Northwest and the road races will be back on. Okay, Philip. Keep our fingers crossed and pray.
0: We will do. Thank you, Philip McCallan, joining us live from Northern Ireland, and uh, hopefully we'll speak with you again in the week, Philip.
5: Yeah, thank you. Any time at all.
2: Manx
0: Radio Sport. So great to hear uh, from Philip McCallan. Fingers crossed that they can sort something out for the Northwest 200 and the other national race meetings over in the province. Now, time to go on to hockey. Thanks to Ben Cunningham for your patience. Right. Uh, so we'll start off with the ladies' Premier League wins for Backers and Vikings today.
3: Yeah, so Backers a three-one win against Valkyrie's A. Uh, for Valkyrie's A, it was uh, Becky Plate, and for Backers A, it was Sam Hassel. Louise Corkle and Rosie Callow. And then for Vikings against Castletown B, that was a 4-1 win for Vikings A. Uh, Kim Carney were two, Zoe Crow and Katie Errols with a goal for Vikings A. And then Castletown's consolation was Skyron Austin.
0: Um, and as things stand, it doesn't uh, really affect the top of the league, I understand?
3: Uh, no, it doesn't affect Town A, top of the league, still by a point from Backers A, who were ahead of Vikings A in sec who backers is a second with vikings third so backers are just ahead on goal difference cast town b and falca v- a and moving on to men's
0: premier league just the one fixture today
3: yeah and that was a 3-1 win for cast town a uh reese williams for um backers b and then for cast town a it was joe savage leo pass and andy winstanley
0: Okay, uh, the games uh, between Vikings, Ramsey, Backers and Valkyries all postponed. We move on to Ladies Division 1. Vikings B with a victory over Backers B.
3: Yeah, 4-0 win for Vikings B. Um, I thought Backers B might have got it, but uh, Vikings B have proved me wrong. Uh, Becky Bannister with one, Ella Cayley with one, Becca Kelly and Danny Murphy with gold each.
0: And Harlequins seeing off Ramsey 4-2.
3: Yeah, this was the big, this was the really big game today. Uh, top of the table, there was literally one point between the two of them going into this game. And uh, Harlequins, who were top, remain top. Uh, 4-2 win for for them over Ramsey A. Uh, for Harlequins, it was Rachel Middleton with two, Ella Blakemore with one, and Lucy Passy with a goal each. And then for Ramsey A, it was Sophie Crossgrave and Vic Garner. And um, back at C against Valkyries B? That was a 3 1 win for Valkyries B, which now puts Valkyries B in second place, uh, one point behind Harlequins A, if my maths is correct. Um, for Valkyries B, it was Lauren uh, Ke- uh, Kenyuk, Molly Thomas, and Lewis, uh, Lo- Lola Bass. And for back C, it was Libby, Libby Moore. Men's Division 1 Harlequins uh, beating Valkyries B 4 1. And before this game, these two came into this game neck and neck on points and Harlequins are now two points clear at the top for following Ooh. a 4-1 win. Um, Alfie Swales with a goal and Ronan Santanatoglio with three for Harlequins A. And then for Valkyries B, it was Form Bachelor. Vikings B beating their C team 6-0. Yes, yeah, 6-0 win for the, for the B team over the C team. Uh, Alex Andrews with two, Cameron Room. Josh Dougal, Andy Harden and Alex Birch with goals each and that puts Vikings B in third with four points, two points just behind wow. Valkyrie's B.
0: And ladies division two, no goals between Valkyrie's and Vikings C teams.
3: Yeah, still mate. Here nil nil. Um, not really much more we can say other <laughs> okay. than the report I had was a very close and end-to-end game.
0: Castletown C winning two nil away at Ramsey B.
3: Yeah, Fern Bagatsi and Jade DeMole with goals each for Castletown C.
0: And Castletown D beating Harlequins B six nil.
3: Yeah, Sophie uh, Sophie Parham with one, Casey uh, Lynch with two, Rachel Webb and Lee and Mc with goals each. And that actually puts Castletown D in first place, ahead Ooh. of Castletown C. That's so incredible.
0: Um, into men's division two, and if you're going to put the miles in, you might as well make it worthwhile. And Castletown B did that by stuffing Ramsey B 8-0.
3: Yeah, this was the game I covered on um, Saturday Live. Um, yeah, Castletown uh, B were absolutely on it today. Uh, four goals in the first half, and then four goals again in the second half. Um Uh, Rich Tarr with a goal, Oli Kennedy with a goal, and then Christian Stereopoulos with stick with uh, six goals. But I did say on air he got five, and we said Paul Kelly had got the sixth goal, which Chris, uh, Chris Stereopoulos has claimed. But... After the match, I was talking to them, and Paul Kelly said to me he pinched it on the line. Okay. So, uh, I'll leave the arguments at All that. Right. <laughs> um, Castletown C against Backers Colts. And that was a 2-0 win for Castletown C. Uh, Stephen Jackson with a goal, and Jack Slight with a goal. So, looking at the league table in that league, um, Castletown B, a top with eight points. Ramsey B, a second on goal difference ahead of Castletown C, who are in third. Backers Colts and fourth, and Backers C remain bottom.
0: Mixed under 15s league, a
3: 7 1 win for Valkyries at Castletown Sharks. Yeah, um, uh, Millie Short for Castletown Sharks. And then for Valkyries, it was uh, Chloe Thomas with three, Amber Beganham with two, Liam Harrison, and Amelia, Amelia, Amelia Dunn. And goals each.
0: finally, Vikings against Ramsey, Rogues and Rascals.
3: And that was a 6-0 win for Vikings over Ramsey. Uh, Jacob Harding with four and Ali Nandu with two. And then the game that was postponed in this league, which was Harlequins against Castan Savers last night I said there was no confirmed date. Uh, it looks like it's possibly going to be played on Thursday.
0: OK, we've got a minute to mention. Uh, it's the, the halfway stage in the season. Are the tables... Pretty much what you would expect at the beginning of the season.
3: Um, men's Premier League, yes. Ladies Premier League, um, yeah. Ladies Premier League, there's definitely uh, a lot at stake there. Caston A have really proven themselves. Um, ladies Division One, Quins they were runners up last year and this year they're definitely looking to get back, get up into the Premier League. Uh, men's Division One again, Harlequins A runners up last year and you know the top of the league this time, and then. I think the ladies division 2 that Castletown D ahead of Castletown mm. C that's going to make things very interesting down Castletown and then the final division men's division 2 Castletown B uh, flying high on the top of that league
0: okay and we have got 40 seconds we must mention uh, you did mention the name Dunn there in the under 15s I don't know if it's any relation to Sienna Dunn who's been making some headlines
3: possibly I don't I couldn't yeah, I couldn't say no. yes I couldn't say okay. no but um, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic news that it's broke over the And uh, the news week. is that... Uh, Sienna Dunn has been named as the Under-18s uh, Player of the Year for in, in 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 England Hockey. Um, and she's a player that started playing for Valkyries and she's worked her way up mm-hmm. and she's been recognised by England Hockey. England Hockey have said, look, why don't you come and have a go and... She's progressed and she's now been named as an award winner.
0: I'll put you on the spot for the last 10 seconds. Uh, Have we had a Sienna done in the past?
3: Ooh. Very good question. <laughs> we'll save that till next time.
0: Ben Cunningham, thank you so much for covering hockey for Manx Radio Sport today. So, too, thanks to Dave Christian for rugby and also Tony Meppen for football and also Philip McCannan talking to us there about the goings-on over in Northern Ireland at the moment. However, it's the goings-on down at the bowl that we're going to concentrate on for now because Tony Meppen should be live with Rob Pritchard.
2: Manx Radio
0: as we bring you coverage of FC Isle of Man against Erlem, Good evening, Rob.